Hello and welcome to the Milk and Honey podcast. My name is Farida Matthews and this podcast is all about the adventure of a relationship with Jesus. We'll be talking about life's many battles and blessings and the promises God has for us on this road trip called life. So let's get comfortable and go on this journey of discovering our purpose in God together. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Milk and Honey podcast. I hope you had a wonderful and restful week last week. I know I did because I went on holiday. I went to see some friends, guys, and it was so life-giving. And I hope that you've been able to catch up or rest up if you really needed it. But I'm going to dive straight in today. Today, I really want to talk to you guys about a concept called daring to be sinners. As we journey through discovering our purpose and who God made us to be, we're definitely going to be coming up against things that are uncomfortable or painful experiences in the past that have shaped us and made us who we are today. But I just want to make us aware of the space that we're creating here on this podcast. This is a safe space. I want everyone who listens to this podcast to know that we are all championing each other. We're all for each other and we want to see each other grow and flourish in Jesus. So this space that we're creating, we can dare to be sinners in this space. We can dare to be sinners among one another. We're not the finished article like I spoke about in episode three, but grace allows us to find our way forward to who we were created to be. And that includes all of our stumbling along the way. In Romans 8, 29 to 30, the Apostle Paul suggests that we can dare to be sinners because there is no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus. We can freely acknowledge the depth of our sinfulness to one another because the Spirit has set us free. The Spirit has set us free from the power of sin and death through pure and unmerited grace. And that was given to us by Christ. So we can confess that, you know what, we're far from perfection because our Father already sees us as perfect in Christ, justified, glorified, fully conformed into the image of his son through the spirit's transformative power. That's incredible. The spirit allows us to become that which we were created to be. Now, just speaking candidly, um, the reason I created this podcast was because a lot of the time it kind of feels as though you're not allowed to be a sinner, like you are not allowed to be that unfinished, unpolished article. Um, You have to be perfect because you know Jesus, so you can't struggle with sin. But then we end up walking around hiding the sins that we struggle with from others to an extent even ourselves because we're afraid to acknowledge it or speak it out loud and this is due to fear of being judged by others so we remain alone with our struggles and living in our loneliness and lying to ourselves and saying that we're okay with that when in fact we actually just are sinners i know that it's not an easy thing to say or an easy thing to hear but we do get it wrong, we do struggle and we do sin. But the grace of the gospel, the grace that we've received, this undeserved, unearned, unmerited grace says, yes, you are a sinner. Yes, you may get it wrong sometimes. And yes, you are definitely gonna struggle, but that's okay. You can still come as the sinner that you are to God who loves you, to a father who knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He wants you as you are and he doesn't want anything from you like sacrifice or work. He wants only you, all of you 
in Proverbs 23:26 it says, "Give me your heart." God has come to us as the sinners that we are. And we can be happy about that. The truth of this message is liberating. We can't hide anything from God. He is all-knowing, all-seeing. He's omnipotent. He's always there. The mask we wear in front of our friends and our church communities or our family will do us absolutely no good in front of him. And it's so freeing to realize that, to realize that he wants to be gracious to us and that we don't have to go on lying to ourselves or to the community that we're in or the family that we have found church in, that we have no reason to continue to pretend like we have no sin within us. We can dare to be sinners boldly and confidently because we can be honest with each other about where we're actually at and we thank God for that. And the reason why we can do that is not through any power of our own, but because Christ became human in the flesh in order for us to believe in him, and in him the love of God came to us all. Through him, we've been set free from all of our sins. All condemnation was ended in the presence of Christ. Before each other as followers of Christ, we no longer need to hide. In all the world, this space, this Christian space that we have created should be the safest space that I can dare to be the sinner that I am in front of my brothers and sisters. That we can all dare to be sinners in front of each other because we know the truth of Jesus Christ and his mercy rules over anything that we may fear. Sin tries to make us feel alone. It pulls us away from our community. And the more isolated we become, the more destructive the power of sin is over us, the more we continue to struggle with the sin. And that's how sin works. It wants to remain unknown. It doesn't like the light. In the darkness, it becomes unexpressed and unconfessed and it poisons the whole being of a person. For example, I struggle with insecurity and the most obvious way it shows up in in my life is in comparison and when it comes to my body image especially. Now, I go to the gym. I'm going to the gym. I'm trying to get healthier and I'm trying to get fitter and this also means that I'm trying to have a healthier diet. But if I decide not to share the fact that I struggle with this, I could end up over-exercising and not eating enough, which ultimately is not good for me. But instead, I've asked my husband, Jamie, and a few of my close friends to keep me accountable. And this is why community is so important. But also, the most important part of doing community is learning to love each other well through that. Um, I felt like literally, over the last few weeks, the spirit reminded me that I was becoming too overwhelmed with all the things that I had to do, that I was beginning to forget to spend time with God's children. Um, the spirit whispered to me, go and be with the others that I have beautifully woven into my greatest story. And so, you know what? I dropped everything and I said, you, you and you, I just need to hang out with you because I haven't seen you in a while and I need to catch up with you. And I had started to convince myself that actually everything that I was doing in terms of, because currently we're in Corona, so I'm part of a church where we're doing online services and I'm helping to create those. So I'd started convincing myself that actually I was serving and loving people in doing so when actually I just needed to get out of my house and go and spend time with a few of God's beautiful masterpieces and it was so life-giving so 
another part of this whole daring to be sinners thing is actually learning how to love people well and to be there for people. In John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So how did Jesus love people? Well, he spent time with people who religious people would call sinners so that he could bring the love of God to them. He fed the multitudes with fish and bread and miraculously multiplied them to be able to feed everyone. He didn't condemn the woman who was allegedly caught in adultery and in fact he protected her from her accusers. He took off his robes, he put down a towel and he washed his disciples' feet. His love was unbiased and generous. Even as God, he was a servant to us. He took all the blame and all the pain that was for us and despite that, forgave and gave his peace to all of us. He gave our lives meaning and direction and a constant assurance that we will never be alone as we fulfill our life's purpose of loving him and the people that he loves. But he also showed us that we cannot love people well if we do not love our father in heaven above all else. The most loving thing that we can do for others, the most loving thing that we can do to learn how to love others as they dare to be sinners is to love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. Which is why I love our church statement is to love God, love people, love life, and then love church. In Matthew 22, 36 to 40, it says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. When we love God most, the depth of love and grace that flows out from us towards others comes from a place of knowing the love and grace that we ourselves have received from God. There's a reason why Jesus said the second greatest commandment is like the first. If we love God with all our heart, we love our neighbor as ourselves. If we truly have the first, then the second naturally follows. But if God is not the love of our lives, then there is no way that we will truly be able to love our neighbors as ourselves. There is no way that we will truly be able to love others as they dare to be sinners. The reason we will love others best when we love God the most is that because truest and purest form of love actually comes from God because God is love. Love is a fundamental part of his nature and we are only able to love him or anyone else because he loved us first. We are only able to give freely to others what we have received freely from him. The author and perfecter of love, love himself, stepped into our mess and shame to redeem us, his people, and give us new life and to transform us into children of God who are able to love him above all else and therefore love each other rightly the way that he has loved us.
I find this to be so convicting and so uncomfortable that how we love others reveals how we love God. The Apostle John puts it bluntly. He says, He who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Our love for each other is an indicator of the place God is holding in our hearts. So today in loving service to our God, we can all aim to be mindful, to connect more deeply with our lives and the people in them rather than living a detached and disconnected existence. We can be approachable. It's important for people to feel safe approaching us. In other words, we must become less exclusive in our interactions with others and become more welcoming to those who seek us out. And if people come up to us and are attempting to be sinners in our presence, we need to be approachable and welcoming in that. We need to be full of grace. We must be willing to relate to others in a less judgmental way. We have to be bold. We have to shed our fears for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love and self-control. And we need to be self-giving, which means we got to stop thinking about ourselves loads, guys. We have to be more invested in the others around us rather than just in me, me, me. And what can I do? What can I do for myself? What I love about being in community and being part of a church is that in community, the light of the gospel breaks into the darkness and the isolation that sin can cause us to be in. The struggle can be brought into the light. The unexpressed can be openly spoken and acknowledged and all that is secret and hidden can become open and known. I realize this is easier said than done because not every space feels safe. But my challenge to you, if you're listening today and you're thinking, you know what, actually, I don't know where that space is, is to create that space, become that space, become the Christians who are living in God's grace and in turn overflow with that grace. We need to ask ourselves, can other Christians dare to be sinners in my presence? Am I offering a safe space, free from condemnation, free from judgment? Do I offer compassion, forgiveness and restoration no matter what it is they're saying to me? If not, am I really living under God's amazing grace? We shouldn't have to hide our daily need of grace because we've all received perfect grace. Jesus came and he died so that we could have grace. So we can freely acknowledge that as Christians, we need that grace daily. I need to wake up every day and pray for the grace of God afresh and anew. And that is not something that I should be ashamed of or hide. It just is. Just as I wrap it up, I just want to acknowledge that this topic is definitely an uncomfortable one to talk about. It's not something that is openly spoken about all the time. So if you are struggling with listening to this or if you um, just need someone to talk to about what you've heard today, please do message in or if you're in a Christian community, please find someone to talk to. We need to have these safe spaces where we can just come forward and be ourselves. And I just want to leave you guys with two things. This week, 
could you be seeking opportunities to show the grace of God to someone else in your life? It could be anyone in your church community, in your immediate family. Um, maybe there's, there's someone who's just been having a hard time, struggling, going through something, um, and you could be the channel of God's grace for them this week. And the second thing is, if there is something that you have been struggling with, that you feel like you need to share and be held up in prayer for, please, now is the time. Do not wait to talk about these things. Go and find someone that you love and you trust and open up to them and be held up in prayer. Um, I am here always if you want to talk. But at the same time, I really encourage you in your communities to find someone that you can dare to be a sinner with. But yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. But please remember, the grace of God is bigger than anything. It's bigger than it all. And it's flipping awesome.